I was stalking hoes in the center of town. Check it out, right here. This is Show World Center. This is Tales of Times Square, the tapes. I'm Josh Allen Friedman. Angela, you're an angel to me. The Melody Burlesque opened on 48th Street right off Broadway in 1973. The back office of Bob Anthony, co-owner and manager, was an Alta Cocker clubhouse. That means old men, most of whom didn't qualify as members of the Friars Club. Guys back from the racetrack. Guys who looked and acted like Abbott and Costello holding their racing forms. Old Dukes with names like Fish and Izzy the box office guy. Nat the photographer and Uncle Lou. And sexually demented young strippers and starlets. Lots of them. Not just anybody was allowed into that back office. But these old boxers and bookies and delicatessen workers, all of them yearned for some kind of showbiz legitimacy. They didn't get any respect amid all the prostitution busts and clean-up Times Square campaigns. The Melody Burlesque couldn't separate itself from pornography, even though they fought to categorize themselves as a theater or for musical performances, hence the name Melody. And then after they were closed down, they returned as the Harmony Burlesque. Like Jack Ruby, Bob Anthony was a tough guy with an explosive temper who knew how to handle a switchblade, growing up amongst the dock workers on the waterfront of Hoboken, New Jersey a lower working-class mob-run seaport. He grew up alongside his childhood pal, Frank Sinatra. Bob Anthony was Sinatra's first bodyguard before Jilly Rizzo in the early days. So I love Frank Sinatra. There's no two ways about it. I love That's him. What it seems like anybody who's next to him says that, you know, that they just... Uh, well, he's a mensch. Think. You know what a mensch is? Yeah. yeah. Well, he's a beautiful person. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was, okay. uh, I was, an, I was a, the early Jilly. I was the early Jilly. I used to be a secretary, belt out guys from and everything. He loves every uh, nationality, but he's fond of the Jews and the Italians. That's his. That's, that's his. his show business creed, I guess. That's right. That's it. I visit. I visit him all the time. When he's in, do uh, you see him in Atlantic City? I or? see him all over. Whenever he's at Carnegie Hall, and I visit him all the time. And he's a beautiful man. Mm. Bob Anthony still wanted to belt guys out for Frank. He and his best friend Manny once invited me to Las Vegas for the weekend to hang out in Frank's dressing room. I was only in my early 20s, and I didn't go. I'll regret that for the rest of my life. From the back office of the Melody Burlesque in the summer of 1983, Bob reminisces on his childhood in Hoboken, New Jersey. Well, we're street fighters. We're all good street fighters. When you raced in Hoboken, it's, it's a, a great town, town. It's right. a great town, but we were raised rough and tough. Uh, what was it? It's not like that now. No, no. But what was it like? 
40 years ago in Hoboken. It was rough. You remember where it's a sea, sea, a seaport uh, place, you know, it's right off the river. Ships came in. Rough. Rough and tough. And if you can endure there, you can endure anywhere. Just like Frank says, if you could live in New York, you can make it anywhere. Mm. If you can work in New York, you can make it anywhere. He's a kind person. You'd love Frank. Big heart. Great, great person. He's like us. You're a street guy. You can't tell me you're not. You're a street kid. A little bit. Sure you are. And uh, he helps everybody. His greatest virtue is charity. Helps everybody. Mm. That's all he does, it seems, is benefit. Right. Concerts, he's right? a good man. And he's a good that's guy. Very they give, that's they give him wrong knocks, you know. Bob was hesitant to reveal whether Sinatra ever actually hung out at the Melody, so he put it carefully like this. He might have come up once to, to supervise the place. He was going to make a picture up here. Mm -hmm. He was going to use my use theater. Location. Yeah, as a location. I think he came up to, to, to uh, view the place, but it never transpired. He loves Kant, you know. Frank of course. Loves, loves Kant. Who doesn't? You're just too marvelous, too marvelous for words. Like any other establishment like in Times Square in the 1970s, the Melody Burlesque could be a pretty rough joint. Just like the Hoboken Seaport that Bob Anthony grew up in, there were always tough guys there to protect the girls, and they had to toss pimps down the stairs, and unruly customers were dealt with. I even saw Bob Anthony do it himself a few times. So in that regard, it was arresting to hear such a tough guy like Bob sing. In 1981, he recorded a 45 single called Angela. It was dedicated to Frank's granddaughter. It said so right on the record. Angela, you're an angel to me. You fill my heart like a sweet symphony. You speak, and I hear angels sing. And when you smile, you Bob made up a press release that he gave to me, which I am now going to read to you. It says, Bob Anthony sent a copy of his album, Angela, to President and Nancy Reagan and got a nice response. The album, dedicated to Frank Sinatra's first grandchild, was well received. President Reagan, who loves the big band sounds, remembers when Bob sang with the Glenn Gray Orchestra. And the letter reads, with the presidential seal at the top, it says, Bob Anthony, you were kind to remember us in such a thoughtful way. We look forward to enjoying your gift and wanted you to know how pleased we are. Thank you for thinking of us. Best wishes, Nancy and Ronald Reagan. Here's the flip side. I'll never smile again. I'll never smile again Till I smile at you Bob Anthony followed Frank into the big band era, even uh, replacing Frank for a short stint in the Tommy Dorsey Orchestra, 
And after his singing days, which didn't last very long, he was basically a behind-the-scenes man on Broadway, managing movie theaters and eventually moving into burlesque. Uh, yeah, I was on, all on Broadway. I was a manager when I left singing. I, I managed the Cine Lido. I managed, I was with the, the Chains. I was with the Rugoff Chains, the uh, Walter Reed Chains. Did they have mu live music there at that time? That's right? when I had it, was live music, and I used to sing with the band. What happened to that? How come it well, the union uh, knocked it down, Musicians Union. And you're not allowed to have a burlesque, a, a real old-fashioned burlesque hall in Times Square anymore, cause, just because of the music union? Well, they did charge an arm and a leg, I yeah. imagine, and they, they couldn't afford it. Just that that's how the Latin Quarter uh, broke down, too, and uh, disintegrated because uh, union. Mm -hmm. The girls, they wanted tremendous, the union wanted tremendous money from the owners for the girls, and they couldn't afford it. Always mentioned in a whisper were the partners, the majority stake owners of the Melody Burlesque. People rarely said their names out loud. The majority stake owner turned out to be Assistant State Attorney General Frederick Sincotti. In 1982, he was arrested at his Park Avenue apartment and charged with promoting prostitution at the Melody. He also owned Bernard's across the street where all the strippers hung out. Freddie was fired from the state attorney general's office, where he had resided for 18 years, and he was barred from practicing law. The Melody also got raided. Girls were brought out in handcuffs to the paddy wagon, the managers, just like the night they raided Minsky's. And right around that time in 1982, they just closed it down for a few months before it reopened as the Harmony. And all good people here. And, and Stevie and Freddie, that was a bad rap they got. They did. They, they, there's no prostitution up here. No, there sir. was never no prostitute. What are you sitting in the fucking guy's lap? No, it was a. Again, it was you know the New York Post and. Uh, Hi, that's terrible. Yeah, but he's he's fighting this thing. So now we got to run it clean. You know, like I'm doing good burlesque. Hey, I got the best burlesque. He got me Rosemary. Dude, see, we're satisfied with making a living, make a living. You know that? If you can make a living, you're happy in this world, because you got a depression on, my friend. I don't care what anybody might think. And I don't know who's to blame on that. I'm not bringing politics in, because one is just as bad as the other. I like Mayor Koch, though. I think he's good for the city. Screw Magazine likes him, too. I think he's great. Yeah. You could quote me on that. I think he's great for the city. He's a showman. Has he ever been up here? No. I'd like him to come up. I'd like all of, of them to come up, because I have nothing to fear. This is a, a legitimate, great show. A lot of guys have been up here, though. Great stars. Rocky Graziano comes up. Robert De Niro. Robert De Niro. Robert Duval. Yeah, Tony. All the, all the great wrestlers and fighters come up because of Manny. Mm -hmm. And all my goombas from Hoboken come over. Mm -hmm. All my good friends. They're Frank's friends, too. Liquor, women, and gambling. In what order, I do not know. Hey, Junior. There's Junior, another one of my boys. Uh, yeah, Junior. I just wanted to take the keys out of here before you leave, because I don't want to lock them in here. All right, go ahead. You get the bag, put it in the back. Walk, you want to split, you can, buddy. All right, go walk. All right? All right, Junior. Put me in the back. Put me in the back. Junior's an ex-fighter, too. Oh, boy. 
got a lot of ex-fighters around here. You gotta have him. He's an ex-wrestler, Mark. Really? He's, he's my manager, yeah. You a uh, pro wrestler or uh, No, amateur. He did amateur wrestling. The real kind. Oh, uh, amateur wrestling. Oh, school. school, you That's know. That's the real kind, not the Yeah, the real kind, not the schlager yeah. hitting. Yeah, no, he can pin you he can pick you up and throw you a mile if he wants. So you you got a lot of guys here who can like you say, street and you believe it or not, we don't have trouble because of that. They think twice before doing anything. I tell you, priests come up here. Yeah, rabbis are always up here. They <laughs> give me good they luck. A rabbi one time. And cantors come up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they arrested a rabbi once. But really? he got off. Yeah, okay. the Jewish judge threw it right out. <laughs> You kidding? You mean they, when they picked up a couple of guys and girls and took a rabbi ago. also? Yeah, years ago, a couple oh, of years ago. That's funny. And uh, it's a joke. I mean, uh, you know, what, who, so the worst thing that, that they ever did, that we ever did up here, was they sit in guys' laps and they accept the tip. Now, where, where is that wrong? The girls wear G-strings? What's so bad? You know? Here's a letter I got from Bob. In 1985, it's, it says, Dear friend Josh, just a short note to wish you well and tell you a bit of news about my world-famous Harmony Theater. We now have a beautiful, tall, young blonde who is now one of our video stars, and her name is Maria Krupa, the late famous drummer Gene Krupa's daughter, and he and I were both with the late Tommy Dorsey's band when he was the featured drummer and I was the featured vocalist in the 50s. Also enclosed, find the beautiful picture that Elizabeth Taylor autographed to me, wishing me best wishes with my Harmony Theater. Bless you with respect, Bob Anthony. About a year after Bob wrote this letter, Maria Krupa, the daughter of Jean Krupa, keeled over and died of a heroin overdose on a bar stool at Bernard's, the stripper hangout across the street. The girls who were with her just scattered and ran. Bob's fiancée, Dominique, a former stripper who was excellent at investing in real estate, eventually took the Melody franchise down to the Wall Street area. Mike Tyson and Paul Schaefer became regulars there. But Mayor Giuliani declared it a corrosive institution and said if they reopened, he would personally go down and padlock it. The city closed it forever in 1998. Bob Anthony, Mr. Burlesque himself passed away by the late 1980s. But if you look hard, you can see Bob playing bit parts in the movies of Guys and Dolls and Pal Joey, playing a tough guy standing next to Sinatra, where he belonged. Visit this podcast at blackcracker.fm. This is Josh Allen with Tales of Times Square, the tapes.